Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we're going to be joined by my former colleague, Mitch Album, who has a new book out called Finding Chica, A Little Girl, an Earthquake, and the Making of a Family. We're going to talk about that book. We're going to talk about the relationship that Mitch and his wife, Janine, forged with this little girl from Haiti, uh, basically a refugee from the earthquake that leveled that island nation many years ago. Uh, It's a really moving story about the way that uh, opportunity and responsibility converge, about the way that the most unexpected things have the biggest impact on us and our lives. So you're going to want to stay tuned to that. It'll get started at right about half past the hour. But up first today, University of Michigan alum and Manhattan real estate developer Stephen Ross is betting on Detroit and Dan Gilbert is in on it, too. The duo plan to build a massive research and education center for the University of Michigan graduates on the east edge of downtown Detroit, the same locale that was once destined to be a jail. Think about the fail jail that sat there, $150 million sunk into the ground and no jail to attend all that spending. This change of plan speaks to the overall evolution of downtown Detroit and the way that development continues to play a major role in things. Here to tell us about more about the story and the people involved is Chad Livengood. He is a senior editor with Crane's Detroit Business. Chad, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me back, Stephen. So let's start with this site, uh, which which has been a site of controversy for a really long time here in downtown Detroit. We decided almost a decade ago that the new jail that we need here in Wayne County ought to be on that site. That was before most of the things that have happened since Dan Gilbert moved downtown happened in downtown Detroit, and it really was a different place. At the same time, the initial construction for this jail went terribly awry. All kinds of money was spent, and very little of the facility got built. And then we had to make a decision about what would happen next. And it's been many years since all of this unfolded. Now we hear that Stephen Ross and Dan Gilbert want to build the University of Michigan Detroit Center for Innovation uh, on that site. Let's start with what that means for development here in downtown Detroit. Well, a a decade ago, uh, the government was kind of deciding where things were going to go, and and specifically Bob Ficano, then the uh, executive of Wayne County, decided that it would it would make most sense just plop a new two thousand bed jail next to the Frank Murphy Hall of Justice and in the Central Business District. And uh, last week, Matt Cullen, who is a CEO of Bedrock, Dan Gilbert's real estate company, told me a little story about when uh, a decade ago um, he remembered um, uh, he used some uh, some some cursive or, or cursing words to describe this, but he remembered uh, uh, Dan Gilbert being upset sitting in his office in Livonia that, that uh, Wayne County was building a jail uh, on Gratiot and 375 and thinking that it was totally being, you know, uh, you know, uh, the wrong spot for, uh, for, for a place where to incarcerate people that, in, that would be better suited for some type of, of development. And this is before Dan had, had moved the, uh, the Quicken Loans company and all the other companies that came along with it downtown, but it kind of spoke to me about how 
um, here's here was a kind of a moment where um, you know Gilbert decided you know was was making his plans to move to Detroit, and was kind of getting fired up about the government making decisions on where where things are. Now we are in a totally different uh, city in many ways uh, as far as development is being driven by the private sector and specifically by a few billionaires. Obviously, we have a lot of conflicts with with, with uh, the way that the, uh, the Illich family has planned out their, their parts of downtown. And this is a piece of property that uh, Gilbert uh, was able to get uh, from the new county executive, uh, Warren Evans, uh, in a deal to build a jail over on um, uh, I-75 uh, in East Warren. So, um, you know, they, they got the property. He tore, they tore down that huge uh, concrete hulk that we had to look at for five years after Bob Facano stopped the construction um, of this, uh, what became just basically a white elephant. And here we are. Um, U- the University of Michigan wants to build uh, essentially a satellite campus that would have uh, graduate courses um, uh, or high-level undergraduate courses um, in in sustainability, artificial intelligence, mobility, cybersecurity, and uh, financial tech, uh, or fintech as they call it, over at Quicken. Th- these are the kinds of fields of study that the likes of Amazon and Google and Apple and GM and Ford um, um, all are looking for graduates in to fill jobs. And, and, and so this is... Um, this is really a big moment uh, to get um, our state's flagship university um, to have a large presence in downtown Detroit um, to to try to both attract uh, students and also faculty uh, to to study and try to be in, um, invent new technologies there. And the headline on the story in Cranes about this is interesting. If you build it. They will stay. Is that the theory here, that that this is going to be a way to keep young people from, as we have chronicled lots of times here in this community, wandering off to other communities to make their best contributions instead of staying here in southeast Michigan? That is the bet, uh, that if you, if you have um, a place for people to get uh, this type of advanced education in an urban setting— that they will be more inclined to stay here uh, rather than going to Boston or to the Bay Area, San Francisco, a Silicon Valley, or to Seattle. I mean, uh, one of the things we, we learned during the uh, the failed bid for Amazon second headquarters was that the the number one destiny, uh, number one university where Amazon gets masters in business administration graduates is the University of Michigan uh, of Ann Arbor, and the number two university where they get computer science and engineering graduates is the University of Michigan Ann Arbor. Um, we've been exporting our best minds uh, to these locales. Um, and, and you know, this is this is an opportunity to try to get them to stay. Um, and, and also, you know, I mean, we think about, you know, diversifying our economy. Um, we've talked about this before. We are very, in Detroit right now, we are very dependent upon a company that sells mortgages, upon a company that sells pizzas, and upon a, co- a couple companies that sell cars, um, and and we we need to to innovate and think of and be and be be, be the place where they we invent new technologies, so they can spawn off and be the next Quicken Loans. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this this isn't you know necessarily sustainable if you just reliant upon uh, three uh, three companies, uh, two of which are very reliant upon good economies. Mm-hmm. 
My guest is Chad Livengood. He's a senior editor at Crane's Detroit Business. Uh, we're talking about the plans by Stephen Ross, Dan Gilbert, and the University of Michigan to bring an innovation center to the site of the former fail jail here in downtown Detroit, a site that has been the point of controversy in downtown development for about a decade. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call and tell us, is this the kind of development you want to see come to the city? Is this the kind of development you think should be on that site rather than the new jail? And are you concerned about the ways this might change the city? Or are you concerned about the way in which this whole deal was done, in which uh, Dan Gilbert uh, came in to own that property uh, in order to stop the jail from being there. Uh, is that something that uh, gives him too much say over what is going on in the city of Detroit? Also, we're about to talk about what this might cost the people of Detroit, tax incentives and all kinds of other things that we always use to attract development are probably on the table here. What do you think about that way of doing business in the city of Detroit? As always, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Chad, before we get to the phones, uh, let's talk about what the costs of this will be and who will endure those costs. I know Stephen Ross and Dan Gilbert plan to put a lot of money in, but are they going to seek tax incentives to make this happen? So the building that they're envisioning will be the main academic building that you saw this picture of this sort of as it's sort of a lean to it, it's going to kind of face upwards, uh, facing north up, up, a uh, Gratiot. They're they're envisioning this building is going to be three hundred million dollars in cost, and and it's about a hundred ninety thousand square foot building. It this is um, sort of astronomical and staggering in in terms of Detroit office space at fifteen hundred dollars per square foot. Uh, usually, office space is uh, is a third or a fourth of that. Um, so, um, this is going to be a pretty. Uh, I mean, he's Ross is calling it. It will be an iconic building. If you've ever seen um, his the business school that he built at uh, at U of M, the Stephen Ross uh, School of Business, it's a pretty iconic building in Ann Arbor. Uh, he's hired the same architecture firm. They say that that's going to be all um, uh, donor supported. So they're out raising money from foundations, other big donors, and Gilbert for the three hundred million. For the three hundred million, yeah. The next part is is a development around that that will include some type of a building that's going to be a business incubation building, and then residential towers and and a hotel. And so the hotel is going to be in the former Detroit police headquarters building on Bobian um, that has sat empty for, for almost a decade now itself. And and uh, Bedrock, Gilbert, owns this building. They have already asked the city uh, for a 10-year tax abatement, uh, property tax abatement, on that property um, to create a, bo- a boutique hotel out of that building. Uh, they've, they've estimated that cost about $120 million dollars. There's also going to be a conference center attached to it. It'll be kind of tied into this little village uh, that's going to be kind of built up a little campus, essentially. Um, and so th- there's there's one tax incentive we know. I don't know what the value of that is out of the, out of the out of, you know out of the gate, but we know. And also with the way they've described this, that the that the academic building will be donated back to U of M by that's basically about four of the of the 15 acres. 
The rest of it is going to be privately developed by Gilbert and um, Stephen Ross's real estate development company called Related Companies. And so you yeah, you, would, you should probably expect there's going to be some tax incentives and tied to that, um, to the, the, the residential towers that they're talking about, 10 to 15 stories tall, um, and and the other, you know, build out. Uh, and, and, and one thing that's kind of up in the air is, is how that bit gets built out towards 375 with all the discussion over the years about raising 375 up to a uh, and making it a boulevard style uh, road rather than rather than a freeway uh, into downtown. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, the math, I guess that they would probably argue says you're going to get all this investment, private investment in the city and in exchange for it, you're going to get a little bit of tax incentive. That's always the sell on yeah. these kinds of developments. Does it seem like, and I know it's early and lots of this could change, but does it seem like that's a pretty good proposition for that site in downtown, given all of the other things that have gone on around conversation here? Yeah, if, if they're talking about a total of about $750 million and $300 million of it will be, uh, they're saying will be all um, you know, philanthropy donations. So, um, it, you know, if, if, if half of it up front is basically uh, philanthropy, that, you know, that, that's that's better than what we than a lot of the other things that we've we've built lately in downtown Detroit mm-hmm. um, that have been uh, heavily subsidized, like like a hockey arena mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, a third of that nine hundred million dollar building uh, is being paid for by taxpayers. So uh, we'll have to sort of see how that plays out. There's obviously going to be an argument that this is going to create jobs sure. that that uh, if you have people getting these master's degrees uh, in artificial in- um, intelligence, then then the uh, the hope is that they will stay and go to work for Ford uh, over at Ford's Corktown campus that they're building out of the old train station, which is going to be very much developed uh, uh, centered around the development of autonomous and electric vehicles. Um, and so this is a this is like I said earlier, this is a big bet on on keeping the talent in Detroit um, and creating companies or creating or or building up the the mines that will take over and be the next leaders of GM and and DTE and Quicken Loans for that matter, or maybe the next Dan Gilbert comes mm. along here. Mm. That's that's the theory. Yeah. Again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number on the phones. Let's go to Mark in Ann Arbor. Mark, Hi. what's on your mind? Um, following economics for the last forty years, you can't have uh, anything without a good foundation of manufacturing. And I would urge, uh, whether it's small, medium, large-scale manufacturing uh, companies to, to come back to the Detroit area, build up the economics, and so that people can go out to dinner and to the movies and have fun and do everything that uh, people used to do back when uh, the big three were in the Detroit area. Hmm. So, Mark, let me ask you, do you see that as an either-or proposition? In other words... Do you feel like we need to invest in manufacturing instead of things like this innovation center that UM wants to build in downtown Detroit? Well, innovation center is is nice, but you know we need manufacturing jobs back uh, in the United States. You know, and especially Detroit, having been the hub of manufacturing for cars for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. No, Mark, I appreciate the call and the comments. Chad, that's an argument that we've been having here in Southeast Michigan for a long time. This idea that manufacturing is what built this city and much of this state. 
So why shouldn't we just go back and double down on that instead of chasing after tech and innovation, which perhaps won't give us the kind of ride that we got off of the auto industry? I mean, I know it's it's struggling now. It's not yielding the same kind of benefits it once did. But we got an 80-year ride off of that and built an incredible region off it. I think Mark's saying, let's stick with what, what brought us here. Well, I mean, the one thing I would like to point out is the auto industry hasn't left. I mean, all the um, innovation, all the design, the engineering is all still in these three counties. Mm-hmm. Of, of of Metro Detroit and the and then yes there are not as many jobs anymore um, assembly line jobs and and the, the here's the reality there's not going to be uh, more jobs um, even if the UAW tells you there's going to be it's not going to happen uh, automation is happening at a rapid pace and and more and more um, it's going to require fewer and fewer human hands. But it will require human brains to program these robots that are going to be building our cars or building the components that go in the cars. And when we get to electric vehicles, that's going to require literally thousands of fewer pieces and parts than the internal combustion engine. And that is going to create a untold ripple through our economy um, that any politician who tells you we can just create bring back manufacturing and that will, that will be the uh, silver bullet – um, they're not being really honest with you about what's going to happen when we get to more and more of the of the fleet of cars being electric vehicles. And so that's why these ideas and trying to create, you know, create places for educational opportunities for people to get new, uh, get new skills and get new training, have a better chance of succeeding long term in the future of work. And that's what that's, that's sort of the forward vision that they're trying to put forward here, that uh, yeah, you're not going to have the same economy uh, 20 years from now that you've that you've enjoyed you for, the last, for the last 100 years, yeah. and certainly even right now. Yeah. Uh, again, Mark, thanks very much for the call. Let's go to Eric in Detroit. Eric, welcome to the show. Oh, um, thank you for having me. Uh-huh. Uh, and one of the things that it's kind of strange is that the initial premise for this is that even though everything else has changed over the last 10 years, the need for jail has not changed despite uh, lowering, lower incarceration rates. And, uh, uh, Eric, we're having a hard time hearing you. Can you talk more directly into the phone? <laughs> okay, Eric, call us back. We're, we can't hear you. Uh, um, let's go to Mary in Ann Arbor. Mary. Hi, long-time listener, first-time caller. Great. Wanted to point out, as we in Ann Arbor are very aware of, that because the University of Michigan is a public institution, it will not pay property taxes. That's true. Yep. That's true. That's right. another That's another dimension to the economic part of this, is that this would be tax-exempt property. It's not now, although if you had built the jail there, they wouldn't have paid taxes either. And to that point, uh, you'll have professors that that are going to be working there, and probably they're going to try to attract them to live in Detroit or live closer. So they'll be paying income tax, and that's one of the arguments the city will make here is that this will create uh, this will create more people in the city working, and then that'll create income tax from the city for the city uh, going forward. But um, yeah, there's not going to be there, and and that'll be uh, professors uh, in in. In uh, artificial intelligence, I can tell you probably make a lot more than than uh, Wayne County uh, prison guards. Mm, yeah, uh, 
let's go to Ed in Detroit. Ed, welcome to the show. Yes, um, I am glad that what used to be called the Capital Epistemiad of Michigan, <laughs> I'm sure Stephen and all the other U of M uh, alumni, the original name, name of the was university, right. <laughs> the University of Michigan, will be will have an important presence in its hometown, uh, not very far from where the original school was founded. Uh, when, when Mayor Archer was in office and he was involved in discussions with the CompuWare people to move downtown, a neighbor of mine wondered, you know, why, why is he spending all this time on this? And I, my thought was that CompuWare, if it grows, it will, and as the auto industry got more into tech, it will create follow-on jobs in the city. What U of M is doing is part of that process. And I certainly don't expect to be here in 20 years to see what will develop. Hope it will, but don't expect it. <laughs> we I hope you will be here, Ed. <laughs> that Stephen's kids and grandkids will uh, be getting PhDs and other advanced degrees in this center in the middle of uh, the 21st century. And um, my, as a Spartan, I, I'm only sorry that MSU didn't get to the plate first to build something like this down here, but I certainly hope you, MSU will follow on, and it'll be great to have the three big universities of our state with strong research and development programs in the city of Detroit. It can only help the city, the state, and and as uh, our President Hatcher at U of M years ago in a speech that I was at said that Wayne State, MSU, U of M uh, are Michigan institutions, but are engaged in making the world a better place for mm. all humanity. Yeah. Ed, I really appreciate the call and the sentiments. Uh, it's a great place to end this conversation, at least for now. Uh, before we break, uh, Chad, tell us what the timeline for this looks like. Well, Stephen Ross wants to break ground by 2021, and he wants this academic building open in 2023. Um, and there's, there's some timing that goes along with that because uh, 2023 is the year that Gilbert has, pr has uh, promised to have Wayne County's new jail built by, which is already under construction. Mm -hmm. um, and so if they get if they get that all lined up, then the rest of the development will go after that because they have to have – um, the new jail built in order for the Frank Murphy uh, Hall of Justice and the old jails attached to it uh, to be uh, to be vacant, and they will eventually be torn down in the redevelopment of this block. Okay, Chad Livengood, senior editor at Crane's Detroit Business. Always great to have you here on Detroit Today. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Up next, columnist, radio host, author, and philanthropist Mitch Album is going to join me in studio to talk about his new book, Finding Chica, A Little Girl, An Earthquake, and the Making of a Family. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Detroit Today.